brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times. Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell, that the servant fell down and did him homage and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized one of his fellow servants and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, you forgave, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Life is messy, and our emotions, they make it even messier. Our emotions dictate how we respond to both situations and to actions of others. Whenever a situation presents itself that causes us emotions of anxiety or discomfort, different emotions will arise in us. I remember very well when I spent a summer as a hospital chaplain up at St. Vincent in Indianapolis, and part of our training was to talk about our feelings and to especially reflect on how they were affecting us in our ministry. However, we often dubbed the day Feelings Wednesday, and it really was more of just kind of a day of just kind of mocking the whole thing rather than actually assessing how we felt. So as I reflect on that, I think it's very obvious that part of our struggles is we often like to ignore our emotions. But it is part of our human flourishing that we learn how to deal and cope with them. And if we're not careful, those emotions can manifest, and oftentimes with disastrous consequences. If we look particularly at the emotion of anger, I'm sure many of us can think of a time when either ourselves or someone we loved lost their temper. Truly, they become almost a completely different person. It's almost as if that person that we had known and loved for most, if not all, of our life is completely gone. But what stands before us is a person that is 
so full of rage, it's almost as if they're not themselves. Or for those of you who are fans of the YouTube celebrities Dude Perfect, it is the rage monster that stands before us. And if we see what happens, what the rage monster can do, he's present in the gospel. Jesus tells this parable about someone who turns into a rage monster, the servant who, can, who gets what we could, would consider the biggest break of his life when this debt of his, this unimaginable debt is forgiven. And he gets a new start. Now, we would think that he would be very emotionally overwhelmed and joyful at this new opportunity. But something interesting happens. Rather than being overwhelmed with joy, he becomes angry and resentful. And on seeing his fellow servant, one who owes him a much smaller amount, but still owes him something nonetheless, a transformation occurs. And he goes from this lucky servant to this rage monster. But I wonder too, what could have caused this? Was it really the servant to blame or was it the master who put him in that situation? If you think about it, the master did threaten to sell him and his children and his family into slavery and to take away all his property. I'm sure once he heard that, pronunci um, that pronunciation from the master, I'm sure he was very scared and very worried and probably very angry about what was happening to him. But then, like a complete 180, he has to go from being angry to understanding and most of all joyful because the debt was forgiven. So I'm sure that was a very confusing moment for him to just be on that roller coaster of emotions. And what happened was, because he didn't know what to do with that, when he saw his fellow servant, the one who owed him just a very little amount, he didn't see that fellow servant, his brother, but he saw that cruel king who put him through that horrible test. And then without any way of dealing with his anger, that rage monster overcame him. Well, then we know what happens next. He destroys not only his life, but his family's life. Friends, this parable from our Lord gives us a very stern warning. We must keep our emotions in check. Our Lord Jesus Christ knows what we are capable of when our emotions get the better of us. We don't have to but just look at news sources today or anything on social media and we see people who are so emotionally driven that they lose sight of the fact that the people that they are after for revenge are their fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But our Lord has given us a warning as to what becomes of those who are fueled by their emotions and particularly fueled by anger. Needless to say, it doesn't end well. They end up being destroyed by their emotions themselves. They end up destroying themselves in the process and those whom they love. So what do we do? And what does Jesus offer us? 
Well, St. Paul gives us the answer, and to our, none of our surprises, Jesus gives us himself. Because St. Paul reminds us, whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. In his letter to the Romans, Paul invited them, as he invites us, to consider how we are ultimately saved from the destruction that we bring upon ourselves. And it is Jesus Christ, our Lord, because we are his and he is ours. And because we are the Lord's, we are called to live radically different than those people of this world. When we as Christians experience our emotions, whether they be ones of anger, sadness, or even on the opposite spectrum of joy and happiness, we see the situation that is causing the emotion with the mind and heart of Jesus. In a sense, it is Jesus who is there with us in that moment when our emotions are rising up in us, and he helps us to cope with them, and more importantly, to deal with them so that they don't destroy us. It is by our baptisms that we are able to do this, that we live differently in this world because Jesus Christ is with us and in all things and in all places. And he invites us, just like he challenged Simon Peter, to bring him into the messiness that is our daily lives. He wants to be there with us when we will face those situations that will test us and challenge us. And yes, they will come. Those moments where our emotions will fill us with so much emotion that will fill us with sadness, that will fill us with anger, that will fill us even with rage but he invites us to remember that we are his and he is ours and he is the Lord of our life. And what we find when he, can, when he is the Lord of our life, when he, as a certain country pop artist said, let Jesus take the wheel of our lives, we are able to forgive as he forgives. 70 times 7 times.